Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year. And we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final, the game and the series and the results are not good as the Brewers fall 4-1 to one via the walk-off three-run home run by uh, Miranda to take the Brewers down, a uh, game that was tied 1-1 all the way basically throughout the game. Jace Peterson had a uh, solo shot in that third inning to tie it and it just stayed that way the whole game. Welcome in everybody, Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. It's Tim Allen. There's Sam Schmitz right here in the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. Four to one, the final. Their record now 49 and 40. And Josh Hader gives up a walk off three run home run. If you, if you weren't following the game, that's what occurred today. Devin Williams did his job. Brad Boxberger did his job just barely. But he, he got the job done. He put up, a, put up a zero. Trevor got with five big outs in this game. And, and Aaron Ashby, four innings. This is how you got to the situation where Josh Hader's in. Typically, you would not use your, your closer on the road in a tie game. You just, you know, just want to go with the, the save. And that's that. But when your starting pitchers are only going four innings, uh, that's a problem. You've got to fill innings. I mean, these are guys that pitched yesterday. Less than 24 hours ago, these guys were on the mound. And so there is going to be a little hiccup in there once in a while. But again, we, we ride on the offense. There it is again, that O word. It's the offense. And I'm wondering here about Craig Council and, and how you feel about Craig Council during you know, some of these games that are so close. Now, I'm entertained by these games, no question about it. Close games are just what baseball is all about. Strategy, it's moves, it's what is he thinking, it's how do I adjust, it's third time through, it's a bullpen move, it's a pinch hitting roll, defensive replacement, it could be an error, a costly wild pitch, a pass ball. All of the, those things come into play. I'm, I'm wildly entertained. 
by uh, close baseball games. But then it magnifies the decision-making from the field manager. And that's your fearless leader, Craig Council. And we haven't done a little pulse check on Craig Council lately because, you know, quite frankly, they've been, they've been doing okay in terms of, you know, right around 10 games over for the bulk of the year here. But a strength of Craig Council and a weakness of Craig Council. And now I find myself, and I got I to gotta be honest with you guys, I find myself questioning Counts a little bit more than normal. Maybe it's because of these closer games. I'm always going to question a manager. <laughs> even, even the most perfect manager on the face of the planet. I would still, we would still, a lot of us would, find something that we do a little bit different. And that's okay. And I, that's, like I said, that's the part of this that I really enjoy. But I personally find myself questioning him just a little bit more. For example, did I miss something? Is Hunter Renfro hurt again? Checking around on Twitter, doing a little look-see, can't find any comments, nothing going down. Sam, have you seen anything on Hunter Renfro being hurt? No, but it, it was kind of similar to the last time before he went on the IL again, where once he comes back, I mean, they it's like they are still like working him back into <laughs> like a regular spot. And they, last time they did the same thing too for a couple of games. They batted him, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth, but to not play today and then, you know, batting him eighth. I mean, I'm sorry, but like you and I agree, he should be locked in that four spot. It should be Rowdy Telez three, and then Hunter Renfro four. You have left, right, and on top of that, we all know when Hunter Renfro is hot and when he's on, he is easily one of the best Brewers hitters this year. I'm trying to think, are the Brewers having a good offensive year? No. That would be a, that would be a big no. They're okay, but not a good one. You made a trade for this guy? And he goes on the IL. He's good to go. I read some quotes this morning that he said he's been lobbying and talking to counsel about the last four or five games that he's good to go. What's that all about? Maybe he pulled something last night, today? I don't know. Let's just say he didn't because I don't think he did. He was batting eighth upon his return from the IL. Eighth. Today, where was he batting? Let's see. One, two, three, four. He wasn't even playing today in a 1-1 game. Does a guy like Hunter Renfro make a difference in a 1-1 game? Certainly could have. So I find myself questioning a little bit more and more of Craig Council. Now, I think he's going to be a great manager. That has not changed for me. It has not changed. I think he's a good manager right now. But again, I, you know, we bring this up probably once or twice a year, and we have not brought this up yet. A manager can slump. He can. People don't look at it like that, but they can, and they do, and they will, and they will continue to slump. So whatever buttons he pushes, you're just on a bad roll. It just doesn't work out for you. I mean, okay, a strength of his is handling of the bullpen. Today, for example, no way I would have let Boxberger, once he, got, once he got to one out with runners at second and third, there were two strike hard contact hits off him. And he would have not finished that inning in my book. That would have been Milner. But he left him in there and he got out of it. 
Intentional walk, gets a strikeout, gets a, gets a fly ball, and gets out of that thing. Okay, so that's something that I, w- I didn't agree with, but it worked for him. He made the right call. Do you guys find yourself questioning Craig Council a little bit more than normal? And it's okay. It's not, it doesn't mean you're slamming the team whatsoever. It doesn't. I love this team, but that doesn't mean I don't question some of the things that Craig Council does. Hunter Renfro and Andrew McCutcheon, for example, these two guys, they were brought in for a reason. They were brought in middle of the lineup guys, guys that stacked the lineup. And and now that McCutcheon is kind of in a holding pattern there based on a lot of lack of production, based on some injuries, he's finally three or four or five or whatever he is, almost every day, and that's cool. Finally, we get to that point. But Renfro, on the other hand, you have an offensive problem where in the last month you finally get Keston Hira going, hitting about 300 the last month, and you send him down today (laughs) because you need Connor Sadzak on the roster. That was the move today. Now, that's not necessarily a Craig Council move, but I'm sure he has something to do with that. So when I get your reaction here, a tough loss today. This is just a tough loss. I mean, they, they, they have just your average subpar offensive day, and you're going to win this ball game. I mean, they had four hits through their nine innings of work today. Four hits. That's it. One of them, Jace Peterson, a solo shot in the third inning. Uh, Ashby goes four innings and uh, holds well, – he was in trouble the whole, the whole day, basically. He was doing his Jason Alexander whip kind of thing. A lot of base runners. The uh, Minnesota Twins stranded 13 base runners in this game. It, it really, based on that metric, it probably shouldn't have been that close. But the Bre- this is how the Brewers have successes with their pitching, whether it's starting pitching or their bullpen. That's what holds these guys into the game. And the offense, when you intentionally sit a guy, why? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Why didn't you just leave him on the IL then if you're not going to play him or bat him eighth? You've got Keston Hira there. Just leave him activated and wait until you believe Renfro's ready to go every single game. I mean, they didn't even bring him in for a pinch hit. He didn't even play today. No. In a 1-1 game through eight innings plus. And, and that could have made the difference, guys. That, that right there, that's what I'm saying. When you have close games like this, that's, those things make a difference. It's tough that Christian Yelich has, has, a, has a back issue because that could have made the difference in a 1-1 game through eight-plus innings. So you're without a Keston Hira that's been showing you a little bit more lately, a Hunter Renfro in which you traded to have him as a middle-of-the-lineup guy, and then obviously Christian Yelich out of this lineup. Okay, well, you're going to have to try and get it done without. Colton Wong, I believe, was 0 for the series. Willie Adamas, yeah, he had the two-run shot yesterday, but uh, outside of that, McCutcheon's been hot. Jace Peterson's been probably your best hitter here uh, throughout the last few games. Want to get your thoughts on, on Craig Council, a strength and a weakness of what he's doing. Now, another strength I would point to is he's winning baseball games, and he has been winning baseball games. So if you're going to hang your hat on anything, that's probably the bar that you would reach for is winning baseball games. Now, at some point, that's just not going to be enough. It's winning playoff games and then winning World Series. 
I don't know if they're at if you believe they're at that point yet. But that would be a strength that I would point to that his teams tend to win a ton of baseball games. Now, weakness is I don't know how to put this. Um these interchangeable parts philosophy I think can be used as somewhat of a detriment to the team where you sort of almost believe that everybody's equal. Now think, think about that. It's okay to rank your own players. It's okay to say this guy isn't as good as this guy. So this guy here bats in this position and gets more starts and more ABs. Sometimes I wonder if Craig believes that. He wants so much for all these guys to be equal, versatile, interchangeable, movable, flexible, that you send the wrong message to why you even got these guys then. Why did you sign an Andrew McCutcheon? Why did you make a trade for Hunter Renfro? Why did you go sign Colton Wong? These are guys that need to be in those positions to do some damage in. It's getting a little frustrating here. Is, is there an A lineup for you guys? Omar Narvaez. Rowdy Telez finally is getting to play every day. Now, again, he's slumping hard. Three for his last 38. There's no question there. And you're, you're gonna, that's going to happen. But he finally got, got Telez in there batting every day, playing every day. For the first five weeks of the season, that wasn't the case. It would not surprise me if Hunter Renfro and Rowdy Telez start platooning at first base. That's not going to surprise me at all. Why? Because you need Jace Peterson in the lineup. Jace Peterson is not as good as Hunter Renfro at the end of the year. I know you want him to be, Craig, but he's not. Andrew McCutcheon is going to have to play some outfield. Yeah, really? Once you, once you got rid of Lorenzo Cain, you knew that was going to happen. I figured it was going to happen anyway. But you wanted to wait until the second half of the season before you get, out, get him on his legs and running around in the outfield, you know, three or four times a week. So that, that's according to plan. Omar Narvaez, the all-star catcher, you have three catchers on this team right now. Again, I'm not saying this is necessarily the personnel that uh, Craig Council chooses. This may be a Stearns thing, too, when it comes to uh, the roster uh, construction. But why do you have three catchers on this team right now? You can't play them all. Pedro Severino just played in his third. He just made his third appearance. <laughs> why is he here then? I mean, you're not going to play him. Hunter Renfro, why is he activated if you're not going to play him? They lose today 4-1. to one. Very cynical today. That's where I'm at here. What's that, Sam? Let's go out to the phone lines. Let's go out to... Let's do that. Let's go out to Len in Waukesha. You're on the fan. Len, give me a strength and a weakness of, of your fearless leader, Craig Council. Now, this has nothing... Uh, hold on here before, before you speak. Just so you know, let me just uh, uh, disclaim this as this has nothing to do with him as a dude because I really enjoy him as a guy. He's a local guy. He, uh, you know, 
He's very familiar with what we all go through, Summerfest and Old County Stadium and the early stages of Miller Park and all that, uh, State Fair, all of those raising kids, high school sports, the Milwaukee Bucks. That's all cool. He's right there with us. Has nothing to do with that. This is a, this is a business baseball thing. Give me a strength and a weakness of Craig Council. Well, his strength is he, he's one of the smartest managers in baseball, tactician-wise. And a weakness is just what you said. Everybody plays. They move around from position to position. It doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. Keston Hira can only play first base or DH. He can't, and he shouldn't play first base. But that's it. He can't play second base. He cannot, you cannot put him in. I wish, if I was 40 years younger, I wish I was running against his arm. Because I'd run if he was standing halfway between third left field. I'd go to third base. He can't throw. He can't. And until, until you, Craig Council is one of my favorite ball players, and I, there's, I can't think of a manager I'd rather have than him. But I'm afraid you said something that he's going to get to be a better manager as he lives. I don't see him learning from his mistakes. It's fine to do analytics over 162 games. You don't have to win 162. You only got to win between 90 and 100. So analytics works there. Once you get to the playoffs, you're playing a short series, you've got to throw analytics out and get to play old-fashioned baseball, and he won't do it. In 2018, our Brewer came. I don't know if they would have won the World Series against Houston, but they should have been playing it. They were better than the Dodgers. They had the Dodgers down 3-2. to two. They were winning a game that Wade Miley had the Dodgers. That he had them done and it got to be the fifth inning, so he ran his whole bullpen out there. Miley was upset. He didn't want to come back to the Brewers because of it. I think that's half the reason our old pitching coaches in Cincinnati left. I don't think he agreed with it. He burnt out Jeremy Jefferson. There's times you have to stretch it out. You can't just go bang, 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 bang. Sixth inning, here's this guy, seventh inning. You can't do that. You're asking for too many guys to be on. There's too much chance for it to go wrong. And like I said, he showed me that he hasn't learned by that mistake because last year when we were playing the Braves and Freddie Peralta was dealing, he took him out because he hit 75 or 80 pitches. And I heard you with one of the best interviews I've ever heard talk to the, his bench coach. And his bench coach got, I remember that interview. He got mad that you asked about it. You don't know that. You know what? Once you get to the playoffs, maybe the adrenaline goes, and you stretch Freddie. Maybe you, you let him at least come out and be the first guy. You walk okay, then you can replace him. If he doesn't behave okay, you can replace him. But you still dealing. Mm. If the, the, the only ones happy in 2018 about that move with Wade Miley were the Dodgers because they couldn't touch him and they knew it. Yeah, well, you know what? And again, that's the next graduation for me, for for Craig Council is, you know, you know, tromping on the accelerator, not just tapping around on it, just it's it's slamming it down to the floor. All right, Len, thank thanks for the call. That might be a weakness at this point for Craig Council in your mind. I mean, what am I missing in the outfield here? 
Yelich, McCutcheon, Renfro, the DH is Keston. Then when you want to give guys spell time, you see a particular matchup, then you've got a Victor Caratini, one of your three catchers, Severino, Omar Narvaez. You can flip-flop back and forth. Tyrone. But at, but at some point, you gotta let you got these guys for a reason. And the reason I'm keeping an eye on this, honestly, guys, is, is because when they made a trade for Eduardo Escobar and Rowdy Telez last year, uh, they didn't justify it by playing them in the playoffs every game. They were still platoon players. Who would want to come here? Yes, you win. But, but from a personal standpoint, a paycheck standpoint, a potential statistical uh, uh, height in your career, you can't get on the field enough. Maybe, now on the other hand, let me just be clear. On the other hand, maybe that's why he's winning the baseball games he is, because he does it this way. It's not what I would do, though. Players play. Players with the name, players with the back of the baseball card, those are the guys that play. I don't care if it's a lefty going on the mound today. Those guys, you're in. Do what you got to do. Find a way to get on base. Find a way to have good ABs. That, that's me. That, well, that's, maybe that's why I'm sitting here. 414-799-1250. Craig Council. Uh, we're going to go to KJ. Is that right? Yep. All right, KJ, a strength and a weakness for Craig Council. Hey, hello, Tim. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Craig Council, in my opinion, his strength uh, is also his weakness. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Well, don't you have to as a manager, though? Don't I mean you kind of you kind of have to, though. Well, yeah, you have to, but you can't out outthink yourself. He's always trying to out outsmart somebody. You know, when he when he's trying to make these moves, you know, he gets a guy that's got two hits in a game, Tim, and he pulls him for somebody that's cold on the bench to uh, pitch it because he wants to do the matchup analytics. Yet he still, he's supposed to be this guy who's an old school uh, manager. I, you know, so which one is he? You know, he, he, he wants to say both. Yeah. I mean, he, he wants to be both. And it's like he's trying to reinvent himself right now because they, they took a lot of the rules away. Remember a couple of years ago he was uh, the uh, pitching by committee, bullpen by committee, pitching by committee. He had this guy switching over there, that guy's, you know, and, and a lot of it he had to do uh, out of necessity. But a lot of it he just – I mean, I, I, I question a lot of the, the different moves he made. I'm questioning moves they're making this year. I mean, the so-called on-base Jace, yeah, he had a home run today, but he had a guy on first and second, and what did he do? He hit into a double play. He's yep. hit, I watched him hit in so many double plays, Tim, it, it's getting disgusting. You know, they got Jonathan Davis. He's a really good outfielder, but he can't hit his weight. And they just cut 
uh, David Dahl, who's been in the league, mm-hmm. a proven commodity in the minor leagues, that they could have brought up instead of Johnston Davis, and they didn't. I, I don't get some of the moves, and it's not all on him. I think David Stearns is generating a lot of this uh, controversy in my mind because uh, there's some moves that I see out there that uh, are just puzzling to me. Well, I I think this year, and and I I agree with a lot of what you said. KJ, thanks for the call. For example, let me me just – I was talking with Bart about this yesterday morning. I talked on the postgame show late last night about the same thing. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Corbin Burns' last pitch last Wednesday. Now, follow me on this. Normally, you, pit, you sit four days. It's four days rest, okay? Let's go, go with me on the calendar. Last Wednesday, he pitched. So go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That would be your four days rest. He would be ready to go on Monday. Okay, Monday was an off day. So you slot him right the next day, Tuesday, yesterday. Okay, now let's go. Let's go another four days. If he pitches on Tuesday, yesterday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there's your four days rest, and he's good to go this Sunday. So in the remaining six games into the All-Star break, he would have had two of those starts. Instead, he gets one, and Jason Alexander gets two. (laughs) Okay? See, these are the things that, again, there may be a method to this madness, and that's arm health, wear and tear. It's for the long run. It's all of these things, which might be a good thing in your mind. To me, that's not the way I would have done it. That's all I'm saying. I, I wouldn't have done it that way. I'm just poking my foot wild and blind all over that accelerator. Because I know we're, we're only here temporarily. We're only here for a window. We're going to start calling this the Aaron Rodgers window. Only the Milwaukee Brewers version of it. Because the clock is ticking on Woody and Burns and all these guys. So that, that's just one example. Now, could it be that Burns has a little sore arm? Could it be that yeah, he's been getting a little winded lately? Of course. Yeah, maybe he's under the weather a little bit. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. There's things that we don't know. So we reserve 100% judgment on it. But I don't know if I have much wiggle room outside of an injury. Or some soreness here. He needs to play. He needs to start. Do you really believe they're going to sign him to like a $200 million deal? <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Even $150 million nope. in a couple of years? 
Sam, do you think that's going to happen with this team? No, because, I mean, just look at You brought up a good example from last year's trade deadline, Eduardo Escobar. The guy's playing every day at third base for the New York Mets. And he's, he's driving. a platoon player. I mean, if I, I'm sorry, but if it, if it comes down to, you know, return to Milwaukee or have, you know, play for a team that I could play for every day and, oh, by the way, they're probably going to be a contender after signing Scherzer and having Jacob deGrom, like, that's an easy call for a player, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so... Are all these players the same? They're just not. I, sometimes that's the tough part. That's the mental tug of war I'm having with Craig Council these days. Doesn't it feel like, too, Tim, like when you do bring in a player like that, like a Renfro, like an Eduardo Escobar, like you need to cater to them if you really do want to bring them back. And there's just not. Oh, not at all. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying they're not team players. I'm not saying they're going to be a clubhouse cancer. I'm not saying any of that. They're, they're not going to throw a tirade. They're not going to demand a trade. None of this. Because that is another strength of Craig Council, because he has a way of bonding these guys. That's a huge strength of this, this manager here. Huge strength. However, when they're with their buddies, when they're at home with their wives or girlfriends, when they're with their families, that may be a little different conversation. They're human beings. They're like you and I. They want they they have their own opinions too. They want what's right. You think Hunter Renfro was pleased with batting eighth yesterday? That's a that's a badge of honor when you get to be in the middle of the lineup in Major League Baseball. That's kind of a swaggy position to be in for those guys. Guys like Craig Council, I asked him this when he was a player. Straight up to him, one on one. Where do you like to bat in the, in the lineup? You know what he said to me? One through nine is good with me. Is that the way he's treating all of his players? Even the guys that are supposed to be run producers? Guys that you made trades for? The guys that you signed off uh, free agency? They do care. They, they do. And I'm not, again, they're having a pretty decent year so far. But it's little things like that that just make you make you wonder a little bit, does, doesn't it? 414-799-1250. If you're just tuning in, the Brewers lose today 4-1. to one. It, A home run given up by Josh Hader, a three-run shot. Walks the leadoff man, a base hit. Did he even get an out? I'm not sure he even got an out. I don't think he recorded an out. Nope. Yeah. It was three, three uh, players, a hit a walk, and uh, another hit, the homer, the big one, the walk-off, and they lose 4-1. to one. It's tied uh, going into that bottom of the ninth inning. Typically, you'd want your closer with a lead right there on the road, but you didn't have much pitching. Were you going to go with Brent Suter? Were you going to go with Connor Sadzak? Hobie Milner in a tie game right there? I mean, you, that, you could tell why, how Craig Council wanted this game. And this is like, like last week. We had a show that kind of emotionally the, the Brewers are maybe getting a little sideways on themselves. It was showing a lot of emotion. This, this was telling how, how much Craig Council wanted this game today. And that I applaud. I do. That's a strength of his. He wants to win today's game. All right, 414-799-1250. We got a break, Sam, or what do you want to do? Uh, let's get, let's, we got a couple of people holding on. Let's get to them before we get to a break. Let's go out to Charlie and Oshkosh. You're on the fan. What do you say, Charlie? Hi, Tim. Thanks for taking my call. Um, 
I think the strength of council is, for the most part, you had a good example there uh, a few minutes ago, but handling the pitching, handling the starters, middle relief, relief pitchers, young pitchers, uh, controlling their innings, uh, making them, for the most part, in a position to succeed. But I think his weakness is the lineup uh, manufacturing a run. They play a lot of low-scoring games, a lot of close games. Uh, they can just not move a runner over, put the bat on the ball when they have to. The other night, runner on third, left nobody out, I think it was, or one out. They can't put the bat on the ball. Stealing, hitting and running, um, bunting, um, just working as a team to manufacture a run. Um, and Hader's been, you know, a little bit off lately. Um, that's, um, I don't want to trade him, but um, he's getting more expensive than older. But thanks for taking my call, Tim. You, you got it, Charlie. And, and Charlie, the, the, the whole hit and run, hitting behind runners, moving runners over and all that, I think that might be more of a function of the personnel, possibly, rather than a philosophy from Craig Council. It, it's possible. So in other words, David Stearns puts the personnel together, and if the personnel doesn't fit a strategy or philosophy that the field manager has, then, then what do you do? Um, now, on the other hand, if if these guys can, you know, you ask these position players, can can you all can you all bunt? Yeah, everyone raises their hand. No problem. I've been always a good bunter my whole career. Okay, then one of them maybe we can talk. I'm not so sure of that. I'm not so sure that really, in large part, a lot of major league baseball players' expertise is, you know, hitting the ball the other way, working account. Um, you know, obviously bunting or hitting, hitting, a, knowing the situation. I, I'm not sure that that's super prevalent in baseball today. Uh, I think there's some of that. There's some teams that, that, that preach that from the day you step into their organization. So there are strengths and weaknesses of Craig Council, and we're talking about them today. 414 799 1250. At, 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 and just keep this in mind. Art, we'll get to you right right here, right now. Art, you're on the fan. And know this, guys, that at, at the end of the day, you, you can put commands and signals and signs to a ball player. He still has to execute. So, again, there has to be wiggle room here. We can't blame Craig Council because someone doesn't get a bunt down. I mean, come on. It, it, it's, it's in the box. It's, it's up to the player at times, too. Art, what's going on? Guys, I love the uh, the conversation because it really goes to what I used to do. Um, Keith and I used to spend a lot of time studying managers and um, coaches in different sports, trying to figure out how they operate and what we could learn from. I think Craig's strength is his demeanor, his communication. He's very even-keeled, which I think is critical for a baseball team. Mm-hmm. Um, players tend to take on the personality of their manager and i think that he is his personality is outstanding for major league baseball i guess the one weakness if it's a weakness because you said it tim we'd all do things differently right Mm -hmm. um i think his in-game decision making at times he focuses too much on the analytics i'm more of a old school guy a gut type of guy read the room guy right 
Yeah, I think you have to be in baseball. I think that if you're just going with analytics, why do you need a manager, right? I mean, um, it could just be a computer that manages your team. And so I think his in-game decision-making at times, his um, lineup decisions at times, but once again, he knows his team a hell of a lot better than we do. But I think, you know, once again, the question is being asked, strength, once again, no question, great demeanor. I think his players respect him because of what he's done for, formerly as a player and what he's also done as a manager. And I think the weakness would be if it's really, you know, a weakness or still a great team. I think he's a great manager is he relies too much on the new age baseball mentality instead of taking what he grew up, you know, he was, a, he grew up with baseball. He, he, you know, he's not that young a guy. And, uh, in the old school, it was you managed with your gut, like Tony LaRusso and some of those guys. No doubt. All right, Art, great stuff. I, I, I like having uh, these sorts of, as you said, conversations because, again, I don't want it to appear that we're, uh, as, as, a, as a Brewer fan, that we're, we're knocking the dude. We're not. He's really successful. And I'm happy that he's, is the, he's the Brewer's manager. But there are some times that it's just it's puzzling to you. Do we do we have all the facts in front of us as to why he made the decisions or makes the decisions that he makes? We don't. Nine, Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, there might be a little tidbit of info that we just don't have, and he he has. And I've talked to Pat Murphy, the bench coach, about that as well. Um, but I, I like what Art said in that. You know, sometimes in the game. Those numbers don't matter. This this game, this situation matters. Those numbers don't take into effect that you know an opposition uh, reliever has been on such a bad roll. But over the course of time, that reliever is really good. But right now, it's like, don't you think that other teams have much more confidence right now going up against Josh Hader? Clearly the. And I'm not saying 100% confidence. It still is Josh Hader. I'm just saying if there's a time where you're more confident to go up, up against one of the best in baseball, if not the best in baseball, it would be right now. When he was locking down saves and striking out everybody, that's a different story. Then you can go by analytics on a decision. But right now, the opposition, maybe they make different decisions based on Josh Hader's current window of performance. And I don't know if, if Craig Council necessarily that's an area of expertise for him yet. I think that's, that's winning in the crucial and clutch situations, and they do play close baseball, and I said it a few years ago. These close games are going to ultimately help this organization win a World Series because all playoff games are like this. They're just like today's game. This is the perfect example of a playoff-type game on the scoreboard. Hits are down, big plays are made, runners are left on base, pitching is great, good pitching moves, getting in and out of jams. That, at some point, is going to help this team and Craig Council win a World Series. I'm, I'm convinced of that. I really am. But is he there yet? Nope. He's just not. And can you be in seven years? I, I suppose it's the next step. That's what I'm thinking. All right, 414-799-1250. Strength and weakness of, of Craig Council. Again, not slamming the dude at all. Not at all.
Um, but we'll, we'll take a break here. If you missed the game, it was tied at one throughout the game. The Twins put up a run on Aspie in the second inning. Jace Peterson ties it up in the third inning with a solo shot, and it just stood right there. 1-1 through the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth inning, and the top half of the ninth, bottom half. Uh, leadoff walk given up by Hader, then a base hit, and then a three-run home run. It was over, and the Brewers fall 4-1. to one. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show right here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Yeah, welcome back. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show after a Brewers uh, disheartening 4-1 to loss on a three-run walk-off off Josh Hader. And they split the two-game set in Minnesota against the Twins. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but uh, big crowds at uh, Target Field. Wow, 38,000. The biggest crowd of the season at Target Field today. A Wednesday day. Today is Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it, uh, it's a Wednesday day game, the biggest crowd of the year at Target. Brewers fans traveling well. I, that's what I say. Congratulations to you guys. That's, that's why we're so important, and that's why that jersey 10 should be retired for us, the 10th man on the field. I haven't brought that up in a while. Uh. Today, we're, <laughs> today We need to get to that. One of these days, we're going to get to that. All right. And we're going to yeah. dig back into that. I hope I'm here for that day because I have some thoughts on that. Okay, I know they're not very, real, real positive. I, I get that. But today we're, we're talking about Craig Council and some strengths and weaknesses of Craig Council. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's leaders and, and there's other folks that don't want to be. And, and that's fine. And there's other folks that just aren't good at it. That's, a, that's okay. That's non-judgmental. It's just the way it is. For example, I'll just give you an example. I don't mind doing a, a radio show by myself. I, I don't mind that at all. Some some uh, personalities or, or hosts, they just yeah, I want someone to talk to right in the room and you know eye contact and that's it's and that's fine. That's that's cool. I kind of like to to fly solo a little bit more. Nothing against my colleagues or any of that. But then others don't, and I and I appreciate that philosophy. There's some people that have just good leadership skills. And that's and then there's some that don't. And Craig Council definitely does have great leadership skills. There's no question about that. There's a possibility this dude may be your manager of the Brewers for at least another decade. I mean, he'll be leaning on 20 years in service as the Brewers field manager. It's quite possible. I, I believe he's that good of a leader. He's obviously getting results early on in his tenure. Well, I don't know if you can call this seven years in early on. But um, he's getting results, and now it's time to take that next step. So at, at some point, the weakness may be that he doesn't take the next step. I, I think we're, we're approaching that now. And I'm not making that call. I don't know where the tipping point is. That, that's up to you guys. 
But where that tipping point is for me, it's like we're sort of, we're almost there right now where you got to take the next step now. You've done this. You've done that. You've been a great leader. We talked about his strengths. And for Craig Council, it's time to just move forward and really, you know, get it done, if you will. All right, 799-1250, our call of the game with 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. Uh, their home grill kits are, are there for you right now. Check out 5oClockSteakhouse.com like I did, and I will again. I have that plan for later on this month, as a matter of fact, and just, just chilling out, uh, having a massive piece of meat. And it was two meals for me when I got it, but, but check it out, 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Uh, game was uh, one zip twins after two innings, but Jace Peterson changed that as we hear on YouTube. Oh boy. Jace Peterson sends a drive to oh. center field, Don't heading back it. and oh. over the wall and gone. Call it, Woody. That's your yeah, boy. Yeah, that'll be Jace. We love him. He's <laughs> on the <laughs> Number eight on the season for Jace ties the score at one. That's, that's cool right there. Listen to the Brewers fans at Target Field in Minneapolis. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. On YouTube, 799-1250. Uh, Marshall, you've been holding on for a while. Let's, get, uh, let's go to our uh, tennis studios and get our tennis update with Marshall in Whitefish Bay. Hey, well, we're, those of us that love that sport are enjoying the break after Wimbledon. Uh, hardcore <laughs> okay. seasons around okay. the corner, though, and, I'm looking forward to the Americans doing much better in New York. They did all half half good in in, in London. Let's go in. Let's go in New York and hope maybe we get a championship or two. But anyway, uh, you, I'm happy with the split. Boy, when it's one one in the ninth and you got your ace going and out of the bullpen, you're hoping for more though, guys. You always, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. You, you, you know, I I went into Minnesota with the pitching matchups we were up against. Just hoping for a split, but man, we came so close to a sweep. But we'll see what happens in San Francisco. But uh, just to get on your subject with uh, council, we had this talk a few weeks ago, guys. It was the highlight of my 15 year, which was, as some of you know, was a difficult year for me. Uh, the love people uh, leaving us and, and, and the like in other sports and even in baseball itself. And uh, council has been everything you guys have said and your previous callers have said. I, my only pet peeve is maybe a little more small ball, but I can. But the way he's done such good things, we remember the comment about the logo, the logo, and mm-hmm. I knew at the time it was a good hire, guys. And and uh, he's good. He, he he he's really good. I hope he. I hope you're right, Tim, that he's around a long time here. But winning and. Results are going to, it's a results business. We all know this. And hopefully we'll see that the, the pinnacle reached eventually. But um, I, I, I have liked, generally liked it. I hope everything continues to progress. And I'll just say one thing I've observed coaches and assistant coaches and others, and when I've been involved in sports years, many moons ago, and just over the decades, guys, in all sports. And usually what I have found, and I think it, you know, we see that Craig is very even-keeled, very good at leading, very good at, at delegating, etc. But you often have, I, I like to say, the good cop and the bad cop. And Craig is the good cop. 
But I'm sure behind him, maybe it's among the coaches, maybe it's others in the organization, there's some bad cops. And I find that the best organizations, whether college, pro, business, whatever, they operate that way. I've been in my own business world that I've experienced in my life. I've been around good cops and bad cops. And you got to have a balance of them. You know, even, even the Bobby Knights and Woody Hayes of the world, I know I'm dating myself, their assistant coaches were often the good cop. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the guy that could sit down with the players, reason with them, just say, hey, this is the way he mm-hmm. operates. Mm-hmm. Just go and, go and do what you do as long as you do it yeah. right everything will go well. So I'm yeah, sure well, Craig has his bad cops yeah. behind him. But whatever's going on now, it's working. And It, and, it is. And to it a degree, and it's I'll, working. And lastly, um, I, think, uh, I think that this team needs the All-Star break coming up, guys, uh, very badly. Why, why do we say that every of. year? Why is that? I mean, this might be one of his weaknesses is heading into breaks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could very well be. Marshall, thanks, thanks for the call. That could very well be. I, t- I talked about me doing a radio show solo, okay, versus doing a show with, with someone else. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking it. I'll give you another example. I, I don't, there's certain parts where people don't want to be in the situation, but yet they're thrust into it. I think Craig Council wants to be in the situation to lead. I do. I think that's part of him. That's part of his DNA. He said he wanted to be a, a leader, wanted to be a manager. On the other hand, to bring it home personally, I play in a couple of bands. I don't want to be the guy in the middle. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that on the end, way, way on the left of the stage over there, that's just, just doing his thing over there. Don't, don't look at me. There's nothing to see here. Just look at these guys. You know, but, I mean, that's that, his choice wants to be a leader, so it comes, uh, it comes with some firing line stuff. It just does. And he knows that. He, he's fully aware that he's listened to sports talk radio. I can promise you he has. No doubt, no question in my mind he has. Uh, let's go to Todd. Todd, what's going on? Howdy, boys. Uh, Brett, Timmy, I agree with you. Um, uh, being the solo guy, and, and, and personally, I would be the solo guy and then the guy up front. That's just how I... Yeah, you would be the guy right to center spotlight. Okay. I, I would be. Uh, it's, it's just my personality. Uh, you know, I was born in Chicago, and we moved a ton. My dad took a bunch of different jobs. So when I went to different schools, I had to be kind of the... I just had to get, to get along. And, and I guess... I, with that as a, as a past reference, you know, I can look at, 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 at counsel, and I'm going to back him up on this one. Um, he's a gambler. And what I mean by a gambler is he's dealt the hand that he's been given by the, the front office. So imagine if you could take Craig Council and you could throw him in the New York Yankees dugout. How would he do? He would do absolutely fantastic. For one, he would have people – that he would have long-term relationships with. So he would get to know them. You know, the, the Brewers have thrown – think about it, How many guys have, have we had in the past few years that have actually been on a long-term contract? Nobody. You know, Yelich and, and maybe Kane and maybe whatever else. But these guys are, are one-year, two-year deals, and they're up and they're gone. So he doesn't have time to – and he's and, and he's also he's a circus struggler. Look at he's got three catchers right now. What in the heck is he going to do with three catchers? And, <laughs> He'll and find something to do with them. That's a well, kid yeah, in a candy not, shop for him. But 
that's not his fault. You know, look at Suter. We don't trust Suter at all. I think Suter is done. And and this game actually, it, I'm, I'm a little bit sick. It was a, it was a heartbreaker. I mean, I it was, it was yeah. absolutely it was a knife in my heart. So, and and everybody, not everybody's getting down on on council, but look what he's dealt with. So he's got three catchers. His bullpen is beat up. We need another two, probably middle relievers. We really do. They don't trust Suter at all. So, what I think is, is maybe they're getting ready. They got to trade at least one of these catchers, and that's coming up. That, that but, could be. Yeah. But 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 with council, it's like he's he has to keep people happy, and he's a juggler because he he's dealt with what he's has to it's, deal with. It, it, Todd, that's a great point. All right, thanks, dude. That's a great point. Think about that. Now, I hadn't thought of it that way. You, you talk about keeping this team bonded, which he is just a miracle worker at. He is. You don't hear of any strife at all in the in, in the clubhouse, on the field, or anything amongst uh, Craig Council-led teams in the seven years he's been here. And it's all done with cup of coffee-type players. Where they, as Todd said, they move in, they move out. That's that's an interesting point. That that really is. Um, I, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around. Hunter Renfro hit 260 last year. 259. Sorry. 259 with 31 home runs. You get the best of both worlds. You get a batting average and you get home runs. What? What? How? Where? What do you – is Hunter Renfro now a part-time player? I don't know why I can't let that one go. Uh, James, you're next at 414-799-1250. Hey, James. Hey, Timmy. How are you? Uh, it's more important how you are. Yeah, I'm good. Good. There's a lot to unpack here, isn't there? There is, yeah. Hey, first of all, for full disclosure and transparency, I'm not a Craig Council fan. And 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 that has primarily to do with that he got his job the way he got it, and and we'll we'll just leave that as it is. You you don't have to be you don't have to be a Craig Council fan to participate in this conversation, right, right. James. You know that. So, um, this is bigger than the and and I'll I'll put this right out there. It's it's not his fault, and and it goes to what's happened in Major League Baseball over the last five to ten years, and how analytics, scouting, the general manager, the president, the owner, they're running the show. To your question, Craig Council's strengths and weaknesses, they're one and the same. And that is, he's a yes man. His strength is, he's, he's, going, to, he's going to answer and do as he's told by ownership and management to keep his job. His weakness is he won't fight back. Look at look what's going on in Chicago. There's a reason Tony Larusa and David Ross have their jobs because they're not in their head. Yes, there's a reason Joe Madden lost his job, a World Series manager. There's a reason the Toronto manager got whacked because they're they're shaking their head no, and this is just the way it is today. And, and 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 it's it's not his fault. He, and James, it may be more than that. In in, in not just in baseball, it, it may be in just society that you not only have to be decent at what you do, but you have to do it a certain way. 
Yes. And that I think that's what you're alluding to here. Yes. Yes. It's just it's it's the evolution of 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 all business. I believe and, in getting results. And if you but, don't like yeah. me, I can't help that. I I'm sorry you don't like me. I want to get results. That's my job. Well, well my only problem my only problem and I've called in the past if if we weren't getting the results with the Bucks or the Packers, wh- what are we calling for? We want to whack somebody. And they did with McCarthy. Right. And 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 look where he ended up. He's he's shaking his yes. Yes, yes to Jerry. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but Matt LaFleur and Brian won't do that. And 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 the president won't won't force them to do that. And the same with the Bucks. It, and it just go it's just the way it is. It's not Craig Council's fault. It's just the evolution of where it's gone. You have strong personalities, and sometimes there's going to be some head bumping. That's just the way it is. And if maybe were, not so were, much anymore, though. If it were Craig Council's choice, do you think he'd want Preston Hero hanging around? The guy spent last year in the minor leagues. Now come July, he's shipped back down. Do you think Craig Council... Would, would would want Jackie Bradley Jr. and and McCutcheon and and Rowdy? T- I mean, it goes on and on and on. We get other people's garbage as opposed to going out and getting a real prospect. We did right with Adamas. Okay, all right, but look what else we've let go. I did some studying, James. Speaking of uh, you know prospects and and getting help from within, James. Excellent call. Thank, thank you for the All call. Right. As a matter of fact, last night. Go, if those that have a little time here tonight or whatever, you're a big Brewer fan, look up the draft picks from 2012 to the present. And now we're not asking for you know these latest Sal Freelix and everything to, to provide some help now for this baseball team. But I think I noticed something, you know, Bruce – uh, side, the former uh, head of scouting. And then it went to, I, I believe, Ray Montgomery. Once it got to Todd Johnson, you see a, an, an absolute distinct difference. And I just noticed it last night, Sam. I don't know if you noticed the timeline of scouting directors. You look at the draft choices and the draft classes. Oh, there's help on the way. And you can see a difference. And that was Todd Johnson taking over in 17. Now, 17 wasn't the best, but you start looking at 18, 19, 20, 21. Ooh, there's something cooking. There's something brewing here in Milwaukee. I feel like, you know, more than ever now in the Brewers farm system, and once again, I'm not 100% sold on a lot of these guys, if not any of them, until they get up to the majors, but it feels like more than usual, like before he took over, we just had one guy that we were hoping to bank on. Now it feels like we at least have like three to four options, at least offensive-wise, that yeah. So yeah. have some potential, if that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. There's strength in numbers. You get a bunch of bunch of guys, they're not all going to miss. But you get one guy, it's either hit or miss. That's the one. Then you got none. If it doesn't work out, Corey Ray, Tyrone Taylor, Keston Hira, Trent Grisham was their number one pick. Well, Lucas Urseg, a second pick. <laughs> These guys, it, it, it just didn't work out. I, I just thought I'd, it's interesting that with the draft coming up, I, I was taking a look at that, as a matter of fact, last night. 799-1250. Richard, you're next here on The Fan. 
Hi, Tim. How have you been? It's been hey, a while Rich. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to heal up. I'm starting to heal up. Well, that's good. Uh, I think council has done an amazing job. When I looked at this team at the beginning of the season, I thought they had a good chance of making the playoffs. Now I think they have a 50-50 chance of making it because of the entries to the pitching staff. 40% of your starters are, are on IL. Three of your better middle relievers uh, are out. How long? Probably most of the season. And uh, you mentioned the farm system. They, they DFA'd, uh, uh, I can't think of his name, it's escaping right now. Keston? Uh, no, not Keston. But oh, the, the DFA was Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi, yeah. No. Well, I'm not what Chi-Chi, but the center fielder. Oh, Lorenzo Kane. Yeah, I'm getting old, Jim. Uh, <laughs> but they, 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 they replace him with Jonathan Davis. Fine defensive player, but he's almost as bad offensively as as, uh, as Kane was. Previous. Yeah. And uh, again, they brought up G, well, Jason Alexander. They, they found him a scrappy. He's done a good job. Uh, mm-hmm. And Chichi Gonzalez. I mean, it, 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 you just, I don't know how they're doing it, really. They're stitched together. There was an article in SB Nation. When they go up against teams that are 500 or better, they have the worst offense in the major leagues. They capitalize on the weaker teams, which is okay. But if you do make the playoffs, you're not going against the Cubs, the Pirates, Cincinnati, Reds. You're going against quality teams, the Braves, the Mets, the Dodgers. You've got to do better in your scouting and your drafting. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, every year we have this discussion, Tim, and every year is the same thing. There's potential down in the, in the AA and A, but by the time they get to the AAA, something happens. Uh, but that's Trent different is, under Todd Johnson now. It is different. It, it just is. Well, you can, it's remarkable Tim, to take a look at the difference. Tim is seeing is believing. When it okay, happens, yep, it'll yep, happen. Yep. But uh, when they traded for Yelling, they traded four promising uh, minor leaguers. Not one of those players has uh, made it. True. They've been shipped back. They're, they're duds. Brinson, uh, Eason Diaz, uh, Harrelson, and Monte Delamato. Harrelson, yeah. Yep. All back, and they fell badly. Only Grissom, who was a decent, good ball player, uh, has shown really that he's a major leader. How do you, you cannot continue to compete on a high level unless you have a strong foundation. But doesn't that make, make you give these guys, and I think this is the way you started, Rich, is that you give them even more credit for doing what they're doing considering those facts that you just spelled out. That's why I say, uh, started out by saying Council's done an amazing job stitching together this team. There's not one all-star among their position players this year. That says a lot. Uh, and I, I'm very concerned about the second half. Unless Stearns pulls a, a rabbit out of the hat and comes up with another middle reliever and some offense, I don't think this team even makes the playoffs. Yep. All right. All right. Good deal. Nice hearing from you again, Rich. I appreciate it. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. I'll give you an example of maybe the balancing act would be your judgment scale of who who is 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 uh, you know maybe maybe that 
which one should be given more credit? Craig Council or David Stearns? If you had to pick one. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, if you had to pick one, which, which one would it be? I'll go over last night's lineup for you guys. Now, I don't know if you were paying attention at all this closely, and I don't expect all Brewers fans to do that. So that's why I'm here to point that out to you. <laughs> doing, doing my community service here. That's to get out of jail time. Uh, left field was Jace Peterson. He bounced around a couple of different other teams. I think the latest before the Brewers got him was what? Baltimore. He was in left field. Center fielder Jonathan Davis was with the Yankees and another one or two teams. Come from outside the organization. Right field, Andrew McCutcheon. Played for four different teams. Third base, Luis Urias. Come from the San Diego Padres. Willie Adamas at shortstop. Came from the Rays. Second baseman Colton Wong came from the Cardinals. First baseman Rowdy Telez came from the Blue Jays. And Omar Narvaez behind the dish came from the Mariners. All nine of them, including the, the starter, went undrafted too. All of them came from outside the organization. Your entire lineup. That, has, that hasn't been the first time that that's occurred with this team. So that I give to David Stearns because what would this team be without the guys like Renfro, McCutcheon, Telez, Narvaez, Urias, Adamas, and Yelich? My goodness, where would this team be? Okay, go you one a little bit better. For allowing the payroll to be what it is, and again, it doesn't compare to the big boys, but allowing the payroll and giving David Stearns, you know, between a hundred and you know, hundred and twenty five, hundred and thirty million dollars to deal with, maybe it's Mark Adanasio. And I know that sounds funny, and I know someone's probably punching at the radio right now. Damn rich guys, they they we need to give more money. So which of the three gets the most credit? At some point, you got to win baseball games. Maybe that's the default to the field manager and council. At some point, you have to have the personnel. Maybe that default for you is David Stearns in the front office. At some point, this easily could have been a $52 million payroll. Maybe the default is to Adonacio for not being as greedy. something to think about. You get no help from, to me, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Based on that lineup last night, all of them coming from outside the organization, I'm leaning towards Stearns a little bit as much as I, I like Craig Council. But he's, we talked about this, Sam. You may remember. Why can't you compete and rebuild at the same time? Yep. Why, why can't you do that? Everyone said you can't do that. You can't. You got to tear it all down because that's the blueprint. Uh-uh. That was never going to fly in my, in my opinion. So he did just that. David Stearns and the front office did exactly that. They're competing while they're rebuilding, and they are rebuilding. I can't imagine a $130 million payroll with some studs coming from within, homegrown talent. 
And again, for those that just want to see proof of that, just look at the pre-Todd Johnson era through the scouting department and then the post. And you will, you will see. You, you will just see. I mean, it's, it was quite fascinating to me to look at that timeline. Um, it, it, it taught me a lot. And I'm looking forward to that. So this, this cycle of playoff appearances, pennant races, relevant baseball, it's going to continue. As long as that payroll stays at least to where it is. In that upper middle third, stay there. Don't if they and here's 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 where it comes all comes crashing down. If they on a couple of two year window want to say, no, we just we can't do it. And I thought it was gonna happen after the pandemic shortened season. I did. I was I was nervous about it. We can't do it. We gotta we gotta buck this thing all the way down to sixty three, sixty four, sixty five million. That's that's where we're at here, and we we got some some help is on the way, and uh, reinforcements are coming, and you know we'll pick up a couple of two million dollar players, and then that's we'll pick up some Jace Petersons, and and we'll go get them, boys. Tim, do you feel like the front office? I know they got went out and got Hunter Renfro in the off season and all that, but. More so in the last couple of years after the Osmani Grandal, Mike Moustakis stays and all that, do you feel like they've lost their competitive edge and like being aggressive, having the salary you know that they do, but like also not being as aggressive as they were in the past, making moves? Um, it maybe, maybe because it may be more isolated, strategic for this certain thing. Whereas Moustakis, they knew that was some flexibility. That he could move around, he, he could handle the bat, all of those things. Um, whereas now, it's I think it's gonna, going to be very specific. Center fielder, if it doesn't come, well, we're going to have to make do. Definitely the uh, reliever, the middle relievers. I mean, that, why didn't back to back nights? You saw Box Williams Hater, and in this in this case, it was a tie game. They didn't even have the lead last night. You could justify it; they had the lead tonight. That was totally different. It was a tie game, and normally that does not happen. You saw Chichi Gonzalez in a one-run deficit game on Sunday. They could have easily went to Box Williams Hater then, locked it in, McCutcheon hits a home run, walk off, everyone's happy. I don't know if it would have worked out that way or not, but you, you see what I'm saying. Mike, uh, let's get you in here. I'm starting to run out of time. T- uh, the one and only Toby Altizer, who I, I got to come up with a nickname. He's up at uh, the top of the hour here. Mike, you're on the fan. Sure. Yeah, how's it going, Tim? Mm. <laughs> are, are you there? Yeah. Are you there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. yeah, I'm, it's all right. That's fine. So I, I wanted to comment on Keston here first off. Um He's hitting two, uh, 324 in his last 12 games with three home runs. And I'm wondering, did he, like uh, John Wick, you know, Stearns' dog and steal his car or something? Jeez, and I, that's why you know, I don't down. know. I, I don't know. He, he was finally, I'll keep you here, Mike. He was finally starting to uh, perform in his role, and that was sporadic playing time, certain given situations, Injury coverage, that, that non-plug-and-play player, non-defensive replacement, that's for sure. We're, we're all aware of that. He was finally starting to adopt that role a little bit and excelling a little bit at it. And for his efforts, what happens? He gets sent out for Connor Sadzak. Right. Well, why do you need three, three catchers on the team? Why is Severino still on the team? Who is more of your playoffs. future, Victor Caratini 
Pedro Savarino or Keston Hira? Let's face right. it. Who's the bi- now? You could you, you could make that that argument, but Mike, you could also make the one that you just said that he is starting to hit the baseball and be more of what Keston Hira was. Yes. Well, I, he finally starts to gain some confidence that he's a major league player uh, and he can play in this league, and they send him down. And I recall a time earlier in the season when he came off the DL, he had a, a big home run to win him the game, and then he had two hits the next day, and then they sat him for like a week after that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel like he's been really poorly mismanaged. Uh, by both David Stearns and Craig Counts. Well, now, in um, this case, Mike, let me just offer this avenue of thought. Um, in this case, could would it make you feel better if they came to him and said, Keston, look, we're really running thin on pitching. we got to have another pitcher here. This is no indictment on your play. You'll be back after the All-Star break, but we're going to 10-day you or 15, send you down for the you know minimum amount of time as soon as you are eligible to come back because we looked at the matchups in San Francisco. We looked at what our lineups would be. Can you just go with us on this? You know, it's, it's, you've been down, back and forth anyway, so it's not, you're not using up an option year. So just go on down, enjoy the all-star break, and then uh, get some playing time down there. We'll bring you back in, in 10, 11 days. Uh, I, that would, if I was him, that wouldn't fly with me because I would fly out tell Craig Council. I'd be like, if you, if you guys don't believe in me, you should just trade me right now, like seriously, because they, they don't believe in him at all. I mean, it's pretty clear. Um, so that, if I was him, that's what I would say. And I'd be like, What's, you know, what am I gaining by playing well? I'm just going to get sent down again anyways whenever it's convenient for you. <laughs> yeah. Just send me down, right? Okay, okay. Um, yeah, we'll, I want to get into the more Keston Hero thing maybe in the next few shows here. Uh, but, Mike, thanks for the call. I, I do have to scoot. Toby's getting ready to come back in here. Uh, Sam, you want to go one more or we got a break? Yeah, let's go out to Brian. You're on the fan. Brian, what do you say? Hey, Tim. Uh, you know, listen to all your callers earlier about Council and Stearns and 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 you know where and how, how good of communicators they are and how, they're, how they do in their roles, you know it's evidence to me, Tim, just watching Craig and how the players and how he communicates with the players and how they feel like they are up to speed and how things are going each and every day. I know the bullpen guys always say that, the starting pitchers say that. I know you mentioned earlier earlier about why would anybody want to play on a team that's going to be. Put, or be on a team there where they're going to be platooned. Well, I think it's evidence that if you don't want to be platooned, they need to play better. <laughs> and 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 I think and I think evidence, you know, is is when you're when you're a left-handed batter and you hit two ten off lefties, you can't expect to play every That's day. A good now, point. Grant, I know. Yeah. I know. I know a lot of our guys have bad batting averages. I understand that, and, and or or less than ideal batting averages. But you know, R- Rowdy Telez, I mean. He's he's really slumping against lefties, and and I would have loved to have seen Keston here a play today, a play first base, you know. But but uh, you know, but you know, getting back to what you said earlier about you know, you know where we're where we're headed and such, you know, I think this team is so reliant on their their farm system, and, and we haven't had a farm system, so that that's kind of you hit it, you hit the ball right on the right on the, right on the top. We have to get young guys coming up in our system and all we've had is pitching so yeah hopefully yeah. that hopefully that changes you know I, I think it's I think it's going to and could you imagine thanks for the call could you imagine what what's going to happen at that point 
if all things stay the same. Now, again, they may be doing this by, well, they obviously are doing this by necessity, but I think it's an interface between the two. And man, I just couldn't imagine what David Stern's roster construction would be if given some blue chip young talent, even a couple of them. The swing and miss on position players for this organization via the draft has left something to be desired, guys. Let's face it, I can't candy coat that. I wish I could. I wish I could say Corey Ray, that was a great pick. I wish I could say Tyrone Taylor was a great pick or Keston Hira at this point even. I just can't. Can you? I don't think I don't think too many could. All right, we have to take a break. 799-1250 if you want to scoot in here uh, and get to me before Toby, or you can pester Toby at the top of the hour as well. The man with no nickname, Toby Altizer, or any Tizer. That was going for a while, but that didn't stick, did it? Bart used to call him the little potato wedge, so. (laughs) Why? Uh, Not Wendy's. That's all I know. Ah. Gotcha. All right. That's fair enough. All right. We'll take a break here. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game. Hey, you can still talk some Brewers baseball. Stick around. Toby, welcome back in. Uh, It's the afternoon show here on The Fan. And uh, I'm going to step aside. But I want to get Noah in here, certainly. Noah, you've been on hold for... Oh, no. Well, he... Was on hold. He was on hold. Now we got to end with Trav, at least this <laughs> portion of the afternoon. Don't go anywhere. Toby's Toby's up next. Toby, what do you got coming up? Uh, I have no idea, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> My kind of show. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. You learn from the best, Bart Winkler. <laughs> yeah, we're we're good at coming up with nothing. So yeah, we're, that's we're, we'll, we'll figure something out. Trav, what should Toby talk about the next oh, hour? Jeez, Trav just dropped off too. Oh man, what well, is going on? About you guys, let's just. Get, I'm out. I'm going grocery shopping. I'm going to have a beer. That's it. Well, Tim, um, before we do, should we get to tomorrow's matchups? We should. Uh, 8.45, first pitch, central time, Ooh, late night tomorrow night. I'm always impressed with how many people stay up with us talking Brewers yeah. baseball. I really am. It, I, I'm not kidding you. It oh, is very impressive. They are my favorite shows by far, and I'm a night owl, so I'm with you tomorrow uh-huh. night. It should be fun. But tomorrow night for game one of Brewers and Giants, we got a good pitching matchup on our hands, guys. Going for the San Francisco Giants, former White Sox pitcher and former AL Cy Young contender, Carlos Rodon will be pitching for the White Sox. 8-5 and five this year, the 2.7 ERA, who was just named as an all-star substitute. Going against him will be the Brewers' ace, former Cy Young winner from last year, Corbin Burns. 7-4 mm. and four this year, 2-2 two, two ERA. Burns, Rodon, matchup, 845. First pitch after the last pitch, you make the switch here. Gene Wagner, plumbing postgame show. We'll be talking some Brewers baseball with you. And uh, Toby Altizer is next. Don't go anywhere. Let's see. What what can he talk about? He can continue the conversation about Craig Council. Oh, we can talk about Buck Summer League. That just wrapped up a couple we minutes ago. Christian Watson. Yeah. Sammy Watkins. How Randall Cobb. Devin Williams isn't an all-star still for some Johnny reason. Davis and the Wizards for an hour. All right, we're done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> smile Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Stick around. Toby next.